within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Dams. The meeting will come to order. The Legion of Dans is now in session. It is the purpose of the Legion to align our infamous forces against the power of sad collectors and defeat them, leaving us the rulers of the toy world. To do this, we have gathered together four of the most ruthless and happy toy fans on Earth. The noisy Daniel Lynch. The flexible plastic Dan Newman. The pixelated Dan Erdley. Not to mention the wise old elder and insider myself, Daniel Pickett. We are the Legion of Dans. Hello everyone and welcome to the Legion of Dans podcast. This is our very first episode. I'm very excited. We've been talking about this forever and it's finally happening. I am Daniel Pickett and I have some of my other favorite Dans here with me. Uh, we have Pixel Dan Erdley. Hey guys. Say hello. What's going on everybody? Uh, we also have Daniel Lynch. Howdy. And Dan Newman. Hey folks. So this podcast uh, it was sort of born out of all these guys do things that uh, I love and am jealous of on the internet. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of you know toy sites and toy news and and toy everything out there. And we have been you know in various Facebook groups together, and I just sort of noticed that they have almost the exact same attitude towards collecting that I do, that they just have a deep-seated love of toys and not a lot of time for the other nonsense. They don't care so much about the, the politics or the anger. They really believe that if it is your hobby, it should be fun, and they have all found ways, different ways to express that online. And we're going to talk to uh, each of them and we'll get a little bit of secret origins going. And then we'll, uh, for this episode, we'll talk a little bit about Toy Fair, because that's what's coming up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for the future episodes, we just thought it would be fun to, you know, sort of take topics, uh, you know, like what's our white whale or uh, favorite thing we ever got for Christmas. And we'll just spend some time talking about what we love about toys. And then we're, we're also talking about delving into specific toy lines because we all collect different stuff and and are experts in different things and i think it's just sort of fun to revel in each other's knowledge a bit so thank you gentlemen very much for being here and agreeing to do this uh nonsense that is uh, this brand new podcast i like nonsense it's <laughs> there's nothing wrong with nonsense <laughs> So, yeah, all of these guys have uh, web presences. Uh, Daniel Lynch and uh, Pixel Dan, they have their own sites. Dan Newman does a lot of stuff for Action Figure Insider, uh, which is my site. But he also uh, has his own site where he does his uh, his photography. And he's been doing 
art shows of his photography out in the world, which is really cool to take it sort of mainstream. So uh, we'll start with Daniel Lynch, because he's actually the person I probably know the, the least about, even though I have known him online for how many years do you think it's been? Years and years, years. Uh, back in years? the, uh, uh, before AFI, whatever that first site was, I don't even remember. Oh, back in the action figure times. times AFT days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. But we've never actually spoken to each other until this very moment. So this is history in the making that you're all a part of. So, uh, Daniel, why don't you talk a little bit, Daniel Lynch, that is, <laughs> uh, about your website, It's All True, how it how it started, what your kind of focus there is, uh, and uh, and just let the folks know, yeah, kind of your your background. Already, um, IATV started it five years ago. Um, I'm, on the site, you'll know me as Noisy Devil Five. Um, that's the uh, like I told the guys earlier. That's the moniker that I had when I got internet famous. So it's just the one that I'm tagged with. Um, when we started the site uh, back in like 2009, um, and there's a lot of good toy bloggers out there. There were great toy bloggers then, as there are now. Um, but we really just wanted to do something that just kind of wasn't always getting hung up on little things. We just wanted to have a nice, happy, fun site um, that, you know, had more humor. Um, and if there were bad things or things that were bad quality control or things we didn't like that poked fun at it instead of just getting angry. Um, and so we started the review site. We did the, started doing the captions, kind of like the old Toy Fair captions. And we just wanted to have a lighthearted look at everything. And, and for the most part, we've tried to keep it pretty spry. Um, and then, yeah, five years later, it's still going. I, I don't know why, but you guys keep coming to the website, and I, I mostly keep putting stuff out. It's not, it's not been so good with the uh, with the little rug rat here the last couple months, but we're getting back in the groove. And, of course, we have all the checklists. Um, I'm, I'm a complete nerd for lists. I will make lists all day long if you let me. Um, and then so the, the website is just full of checklists. Um, I just put up a few more the other day, and, and someone even remarked that I, I was a glutton for punishment, and that is absolutely true. Um, <laughs> I just love to make a new one. And then I know that there's a couple that, you know, that I will get behind on updating. And I'm like, I really need to update that one. But I'm like, oh, I really could make this new one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a terrible process. So I, can, can I just say that I love your lists? The checklist. Thank you. I agree. Oh, Thank those you. are just the best because um, that is one thing that you just don't see enough of on a lot of these sites. And I honestly use your checklists all the time. Um, Thank you. Even when I'm doing when I'm working on my review stuff, I can't always keep track of when certain figures are getting released. So boom, it's all true.net. Boom. Checklist. <laughs> oh, there's the master's release schedule. Perfect. So yeah, you, you're a great resource and I, everybody should be looking at those checklists. I completely agree with pixel Dan. Uh, you would, you would think in this digital age, there would be much more of that sort of resource out there. But there is not, oh, and it's because they're hard. They, they are, they're not <laughs> yeah, easy. That's right. They're not easy. Uh, you know, well, the funny thing is that's what gets me into trouble. Um, we just did um, um, that Transformers Masterpiece checklist we just added, and I had thought that, you know, just to take a couple days, um, you know, because there's sites that have the different information and packaged in different ways sometimes, um, and you draw from those different sites. And then it, it took, I think, two straight weeks just because there were so many little things in that toy line that really weren't all cataloged in one place that, you know, this exclusive was for this and this had this color eyes and all these little things. And, and it was that thing where, you know, I need to know that stuff as I'm collecting that line. I want to know, you know, which, which sound wave has got yellow eyes, which one has red eyes. And when you go online, if you don't find it right away, that's what starts that bug in my head that I'm like, okay, I got to do this. 
uh, much much to the rest of my body's chagrin. Um, <laughs> and but yeah, it's just kind of funny that yeah, the, the checklists. You know, there there are some there are some other good checklists sites out there that that aren't really visual. And I think that's kind of what I really like with mine is that this that it's all you can see it all. You know, we try to make the scale the same so that way you know if you're looking at like the DC checklist, Grundy's the right size compared to one of the others. Um, and just kind of making those and those old vintage card backs. I love to do that. Um, we were doing that again, that masterpiece checklist. We used the 1986 catalog for that, and that's I think that's probably one of my favorite things is just to go back um, and find something that harkens back to that good 80s nostalgia. Yeah, uh, so you know, Diamond Select and EMC Toys have been doing those uh, Mego repros mm, of the Marvel yes. stuff, and uh, they've re- just released Spider-Man, and then Captain America's next, and then Wolverine and Thor are the last two in the first, what they're kind of considering the first year. And they asked me to, each one of those things comes with a a little booklet, like a magazine. And they've asked people to write different content for it. They asked me to write a history of all Wolverine figures (laughs) and a history of Thor figures. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. And that ain't easy. And then just trying to put them in the correct chronological order that's that information is just not out there very many places. So, oh, yeah. uh, do you have a, a background in any sort of graphic design? Cause they all look um, terrific. I don't. Um, I, I have a, I have a good friend that, that, sh- that she went to college for it. Um, and, and occasionally like I'll do all the Photoshop. I'll actually do the makings of it, but every once in a while, you know, there'll be some Photoshop trick or something that she'll help me out with. Um, but for the most part, it's just, it's just tried and true, just sitting there and hammering away at the Photoshop until I figure it out. Um, and, and a lot of, a lot of, um, and like right now the, the, the different, um, getting the pixels just right on the different things. I know that like a couple of the recent checklists are like one pixel off, like in Safari and different from Chrome and, and all that's just trial and error, just trying to get it sorted out and figure out how to do it. So yeah, when I started though, it was just no idea. The actual first, uh, first checklist on the website were just your standard HTML tables. And then it just, it grew from there. I'm like, I can add borders. And then if I can add a header and then, and then it just got completely out of hand. And then with your your reviews and stuff, you also have a lot of – it looks like customs, and you build little sets for them. Yeah, that, it's, it's all part of the fun. I mean, it's all just about having fun with it. So um, I think the, the He-Man line is the, is the biggest that had all the customs in it, um, where you would just call for something that – you know, like, we, like for the weapons, the weapons, those, those were just – there was no way to make those weapons packs not boring, I thought. Like, here's, here's like 17 <laughs> accessories that you already have in a different color. And and I wasn't going to review them, but and and then this this is where the the fans, uh, God bless them, they get me because they they ask, you know. And I'm sure like Pixel Dan gets this too, um, with all his video reviews. They just you, if you skip something, they know. Oh yeah. And, and they they come, <laughs> they come for you. Um, we actually famously on the He-Man stuff, I didn't do He-Man because the site started around the time the fourth or fifth figure was coming out. And I went back and I got like Merman and Skeletor. I just never did He-Man. And so for like two years, there was not like a day that went by that there was not some email. Hey, you know, where's that He-Man review? Um, <laughs> so we finally did that one. It's Castle Grayskull Man now. I haven't, I have not been able to live up to Daniel Benedict's funniness level. So I'm like afraid right. of Castle Grayskull Man. So I've not reviewed that one yet. Um, but the, with the weapons racks or the weapons pack, um, we were just trying to do anything that could make it, you know, more fun. And in that, that's the one that was really the first big set piece where, you know, we made the weapons store. Um, we made um, the shopkeeper, who still doesn't have a name. I've never been able to name her. 
Um, and the great thing about Motu is those customs are really easy sometimes. Like on that shopkeeper, it's really just a Dora with Evelyn's dress, and then we painted okay. her hair black. And it looks and it, it looks like a legitimately completely different figure, but it really just is some black paint on the hair, and, and I'm good. And I, that's my favorite thing with those is that they're fun to do. Um, and then yeah, then the storyline just kind of grows. Um, I try to figure out what I'm going to take before I take the pictures, um, you know, if there's something funny. But the the best thing is when you're setting them up and going through and just something just clicks right there. And you're like, no, I got to do this instead. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite thing. That's that's really great. So t- tell me uh, where you grew up, what was your childhood like, and kind of what kind of kid were you? Um, I was a, a quiet kid, which is why it's funny that I have the noisy moniker. It doesn't, it doesn't really apply. Um, I'm from Joplin, Missouri. Well, I was born in Texas, but my whole family's from Joplin. They, they went to Texas for like three months and that just happened to be the three months where I was born. So I, I could claim Texas as my birth state. Um, and then we've lived in Missouri pretty much the whole time. Um, just right here in Joplin down in the Southwest uh, corner, not too far from, from your stopping grounds, uh, Dan, Daniel Pickett, yep. whichever Pickett. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of that. There oh, is, yeah. there is. Um, <laughs> and it, it was just kind of one of those things we had, you know, I had, um, we had, you know, my parents were, they were really kind of, uh, um, I, I say feast or famine, but it's not famine in a bad way. Um, they really wanted me to have really good birthdays and Christmases. So all year long, I would hear the word no. And what would happen is we would go to the store and they would like superpowers like Penguin and Joker or something like, oh, you know, and then they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay. You know, so all year long. And then on my birthday, I would open like, 20 superpowers figures, which is still like the most awesome thing ever. Like I wish I could still open 20 superpowers figures now. Like that would be awesome. Um, and just, just kind of that kind of thing, just all at once. Um, just really kind of, you know, left toys on the brain. Um, right. The, uh, like another uh, defense war and Bruticus, the two giants, you know, we got all 10 of those transformers at once on one day. Um, and that, I always remember that day because that was the very first time that I didn't go back to sleep after we opened all the presents. Because everyone always, you know, like, okay, it's six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, yeah. I sit up for like hours playing with those two giant uh, wow. combiners. Um, and then the uh, the other big childhood thing was when I was nine. Um, I like to talk about this on the website. Um, I always, it's it's the Great Flood. Um, when I was nine, and, and so this this is this, this is kind of a gross story. So you might want to cover your ears. Um, they, they, the city of Joplin um, had an incident, and they ended up flooding my house with raw sewage. Oh. So everything in the entire house, two inches deep uh, of raw sewage. And I was not a clean kid back in those days. So just any toy on the ground, it just, it just, it was gone basically after that. Because they, I mean, there really wasn't, they weren't going to clean anything or bleach anything. They just got rid of it, and which, and they should have, you know. Um, and so pretty much all of my childhood stuff is washed out. Like my superpowers collection I have now, it's mostly brought back as an adult because there's only one or two that weren't on the floor that day. Um, and I kind of, were you guys home when that happened? We were not home. We were, we were all at, we were, they were at work and I was at school. Um, I was the first one home. So I always have that telltale squishy sound when I walked in the door. I'll never forget it. And I thought it was oil. Cause what did I know? I'm like, why is the house covered in oil? And, um, but I always, I always kind of tag, uh, just losing that wholesale amount of stuff all at once. Um, it's just kind of a thing where my, maybe my collection addiction kind of got started where you're like, okay, that was traumatic. And then just, you know, it's been slowly reaccumulated from there. Wow. Well, Dan, you just, the pixel Dan, you just had a flood in your basement as an adult, I right? was going to say I am not fond of the word flood. So no. that was <laughs> a particularly sad story. 
<laughs> yeah, we just we just had a. I already had like some bad incidents with flooding, and the bad the thing that was so ironic about mine is I just finished a basement remodel where we put in a yep. waterproofing yep. system and got everything nice and perfect and pretty, and we had carpet installed. And then our city had some crazy problem where like our entire neighborhood was flooded, like underwater. So our sewer backed up and. So the irony was my basement was finally waterproof and it was keeping rainwater out, but now I had sewage coming up from the drain, um, which completely wrecked my brand new carpet and I had to like, oh, it was just bad. So, yeah, oh, yeah. floods are not fun. I really <laughs> hope this isn't like a, a curse. A Dan. I know, right? Yes. Yes. Dan. Yes. Toy collecting Dan's are going to someday well, have to face. <laughs> if it makes you guys feel better, it was 25 years between mine and Pixel Dan's, so hopefully you guys have got it. <laughs> Quarter so you got to go next 25 one. years before yeah, you get it. I hope you're next. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Uh, so, uh, Daniel Lynch, do you remember kind of the first toy line you were interested in collecting as a kid? Um, I do. Uh, it was G.I. Joe. Um, I had tons of those little guys. I was actually, it's always kind of a funny thing where I'm late to everything else. Um, like with, with um, Transformers, I always care more about like Hot Rod and that era. Um, and, uh, He-Man's kind of the same way. Like the battle armors are the actual He-Man to me because I don't, I didn't have any of the old stuff. So I, I don't care about harness He-Man. Um, it was just, it just GI Joe's left and right. Um, and I think that, and I, I think I talk about this a lot on the website that it's funny that we don't really, cause GI Joe is such a, a dead thing right now, um, that we don't, the site doesn't cover it, but you know, if that thing where we always do where it's like, if you can collect one toy line. You know, I, I would go back to G.I. Joe quite a bit just because, I mean, all the vehicles and the play sets and just the, and just tons of figures. And they all just had enough um, – I, I loved those file cards as a kid because they just had just enough personality. Like they, they weren't – you know, they weren't completely written out. You know, it wasn't like you watch something and then – like Optimus Prime, I love him. But you always know what Optimus Prime is going to do in any given situation, right? Because he's straight as narrow. But all those Joes, there was just so much interpretation with them that, you know, you could do whatever. You knew, I mean, you knew Lifeline was a pacifist, you know. You knew Shipwreck was a little salty. But it just there were tons of fun to play with. And you just had all the vehicles and all the places. It, it was amazing. Um, and speaking and speaking of the sewage flood, for example, the flag does not float on a raw sewage flood. <laughs> uh, um, no. Good to know. Yeah. I think we just found our first T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I, the, the funny thing, I still have the deck because the deck set high enough. But, oh, uh, wow. but my so my parents because I mean I think they I mean I it sounds like they spent a lot of money, but I think it was only like sixty bucks back in the day, which was a ton of money in nineteen eighty to spend on your kid. Oh um, yeah. But the uh, they salvaged the deck and the stuff above it because that didn't get touched. But they threw away the whole scaffolding. So anytime after that, it's just it sits on the floor flat, which is still pretty impressive. It's seven feet long sitting on the floor. So yeah, yeah. I need to like hang it up the wall and make like modern art out of it or something like. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just one more quick question: What is the most recent thing you've picked up? Um, the most recent thing? Um, that's a good question. Um, probably um, uh, the masterpiece Ultra Magnus. It came just a few weeks ago, um, and I've not really bought much in January, February. Kind of, we don't spend too much money those two months. So yeah, that the masterpiece Ultra Magnus came back just right at the first part of the month, um, and he's just magnificent. Um, I I love him, and his I wish I had two because his alt mode is awesome and his bot mode is awesome, and it's just it's it's just it's one of those toys. Anything where uh, I'm really addicted to this, and a lot of people are because they sell well. Um, but when it was little, when you were a kid and it was big, and then you got older and it stayed the same size. 
and then they come back now and they make these giant adult basically versions and you're just you're hooked again and i i love that new ultra magnus as much as i love that old one so just he's an amazing toy i need to get the review up sometime <laughs> i'm gonna start emailing you every day where's the ultra time. magnus you made the checklist where's the ultra magnus <laughs> that's right <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's turn our attention now to Mr. Dan Newman, also Woo-hoo! known as Cantina Dan in some circles. Yes. So, uh, Dan, talk about a little bit about uh, your your photography and your presence online, sort of the things you do. Um, yeah, I started uh, taking pictures of my action figures a, a long time ago. I was actually I. I I thought I thought about it recently, and I think the first project where I did this was back. God, it was probably back in the uh, in the in the late '90s. I was taking a um, night class at the School of Visual Arts in uh, in Manhattan, and one of the projects was um, to design a deck of cards based on something you love or or a hobby. And I had just started recollecting Star Wars figures, um, and I had enough to kind of create this deck of cards based on the Star Wars figures that I had. Like um, like the three card, I had three Jedis. You know, I had Luke, and I had Obi-Wan, and I had Yoda, and so that was the three card. And, and five might have been Rebels, and I gathered my Rebels, and whatever. And I took, you know, I just kind of set them up and took just straight shots of them. And, um, of course, this I didn't even have a digital camera. I did this with film. So I took these shots, got the film developed, scanned the prints into the computer, clipped them out, created this thing. And I feel like ever since then, I've been taking photos of action figures. Um, At one point, I was doing these evolution shots where I would take a vintage figure. And, you know, during during the kind of genesis of this, of, of, um, you know, newer lines of older properties, I was you know, totally jazzed about that, like a lot of us of our generation were. And so I would, you know, take a modern gung-ho figure and I'd go get the vintage gung-ho figure and I'd just put them together in a shot and I started doing a bunch of these and I started calling them the Evolutions. And on Action Figure Insider, I did a few blogs where I kind of um, adopted this persona of an action figure anthropologist and, you know, wrote these quirky blogs about, you know... um, kind of in like, you know, field guide uh, language, you know, talk about how action figures are evolving from from the vintage to the modern. From there, I... I, I, Sorry to interrupt, but I love those, by the way, little figure A, figure B, those were amazing. Thank you, thanks. (laughs) Um, And I I got good feedback on those, and I was really tickled by that. That that made me feel good, and so it just kind of fueled more and more photography. And eventually I started um, taking figures out of the light box and bringing them out into like environments and trying to create, you know, neat little scenes where I try to blur the lines between, you know, what's real and what's not real. You know, uh, a lot of time is, you know, kind of spent on my belly with my camera on the ground shooting up at action figures to kind of try to get this perspective where if you do it right, you kind of have to do a double take. Um, because it looks sort of real. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I just have been doing that for a while now. I enjoy it. It's like, I tell people it's my adult way of playing with my toys, you know, (laughs) rather than just getting a new toy and putting in a Rubbermaid and storing it away. It's like, 
you know, kind of the, 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 the stop that I do before that happens so that I can get a little play time in. Um, you know, I think, I think all of us are kind of on the same page as far as having like these really memorable childhoods where toys were just a, a huge part of it. And now with a, my five-year-old steps and I watch him and when he's playing with toys, like kids are able to enter this imaginative space that I don't think adults can quite recapture. Um, it's like time, you lose track of time and, you know, these play things become like super real in a child's brain. Yeah. And so just with my photos, I try to kind of recapture a little bit of that magic that children can, you know, can kind of, um, can kind of uh, obtain when they're playing with their toys. And your your most recent one that you posted is the Catwoman, the later years, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, those, those old eight inch Migos are really are fun to photograph, and I think a lot of people have figured that out. Everybody from you know to Toy Fair, Twisted Toy Fair Theater on, and yeah, I had a, I had a Grandma Walton figure because you know Migo made a line of Walton's figures back in the day. And um, I just happened to think, wouldn't it be funny to dress her up in the Catwoman outfit and put her in this like kind of super old farty, like grandma living room with a ton of cats and call it Catwoman her later years. <laughs> but you, uh, you are a graphic designer by day. Yes. And you have found a lot of ways to incorporate toys into that work, too. I, I, I try. I Only so much, like, I'm always, I feel like I'm always on the verge of being fired. Every time I suggest to my boss that we do a creative direction that involves toys. He's, he's kind of humored me to a point, but, like, I, I, I could see it in his eyes, not another toy direction. <laughs> So we've we've known each other since the the raving toy maniac days uh, oh, pre AFI RTM. oh the old RTM and then uh, you were one of the first mods on AFI and but I still you know we would see each other at Comic Con every year and just kind of say hi right and but I always felt you were kind of shy <laughs> and it would just kind of be this thing where we'd see each other once or twice and go oh hey oh hi and then uh, finally. Well, it was probably seven years ago. Yeah, at least. Uh, I was there with uh, my girlfriend, who is, is now my wife, and she was like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, well, he's he's one of the you know the mods and stuff." And I go, "I think he wants to hang out." <laughs> I was like, "Why? Why do you say that?" And I go, "Well, I just just kind of the way he's, you know, it seems like he has more to say." I'm like, so she goes, "Why don't we just all go to dinner together?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, I mean, we're going to dinner anyway. Let's ask him. And uh, we had dinner with you. What a historic suggestion that turned out to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This very podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the more we sort of talked, it was like, wh why have we just been orbiting around each other for so long? We we have so much of the same uh, just ideas and loves. Yeah. And uh, and that sort of thing. So that that's that's the secret origin of of Cantina, Dan and I. But Danny, why don't you tell people uh, where you grew up, what your childhood was like, and kind of what kind of kid you were? Sure, I grew up in West Milford, New Jersey. Um, I don't still live in New Jersey. I live in Phoenix now, but I spent you know uh, I grew up and was raised raised there, New Jersey. Um, yeah, I was you know a Saturday morning cartoon 
kid. Um, I had an older brother and a younger sister, but we were just all far apart enough in years that we didn't like play together much or get along together at all. Um, and so I spent like just countless endless hours just by myself in, in our basement playing with my toys. Um, yeah, I gravitated to action figures, you know, very early on. And I do think that's a thing, you know, like not, not every kid was an action figure kid. You know, there's some kids that are like die cast car kids, but in, you know, sometimes there's crossover, but I was definitely an action figure kid. And uh, I was five years old in the spring of 77. Um, so was completely, you know, uh, enamored with, with Star Wars. Um, but even, even pre-Star Wars, I, I have pretty vivid memories of um, lots of cool Mego toys, eight inch, you know, world's greatest superheroes and three and three quarter inch, you know, um, comic action heroes and pocket heroes. Um, Star Wars figures eventually transitioned to G.I. Joe figures. I, I recall very, you know, very, very clearly the day I walked into a Bradley's department store and wandered over to the toy section and saw G.I. Joe for the first time and just stopped dead in my tracks and just, just stared, just <laughs> looked up and stared. Um, and the same thing happened when uh, He-Man and Masters Universe came out. I walked into, like, a, I think a KB toy store in a, in a mall and the entire end cap was that first series of He-Man, and I just, you know, I, I just stood there with my jaw on the floor, just staring. Um, and so, you know, uh, it, it was all of these main action figure lines with with all of the weird, quirky ones, uh, you know, scattered in, in, in between. Um, and uh, you know, eventually, you know, I had an older brother, so I got shamed out of you know playing with my toys at you know whatever age that was. And uh, it it took a while for me to get back to it, and it was probably probably Star Wars Episode One that finally got me thinking about it again. Um, and uh, you know, the rest is history. How, how long a gap would you say there was in there for you? God, you know, I I remember I remember a certain Christmas where my mom was asking all of us, well, what, well, well, we got to tell Nanny what you want for Christmas from her. And it was a very marked decision. I, I remember thinking to myself, okay, this will be the last Christmas where I ask for toys. And I remember like the last toy I asked for was a um, Thundercats figure. It was the bad guy that had that massive like mechanical hand. He was kind of like a pirate, had, a, had, a, had an eye patch and this huge mechanical hand is anybody is that ringing a bell for I know you guys? exactly who you're talking about I have the figure on my shelf I can't remember his name <laughs> I think I think it's like hammer hand so whatever year that figure came out that was it I like I, I I classified that as my last action figure and I stuck to it and I didn't buy another figure until episode one Jar Jar Binks <laughs> <laughs> yes wow <laughs> well who, who of us wasn't watching that trailer and like you say people going to die. And like, you know, we would just like repeat that over and over again at work. This was before the movie actually came out. And I'm like, I'm going to stop at Toys R Us on the way home and just kind of look around and <laughs> saw that figure. I'm like, oh, I got to get that and bring it into work. And everybody will think it's hilarious. And, and that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> so that that would mean you did not uh, attend one of the Midnight Madness sales. Well, they had Midnight Madness one, right? sales for Episode 2 and 3. Right. Um, but for 1, you were not a part of it. Exactly. That. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. 
I was. I remember that. That was awesome. <laughs> that was I, such a great thing at the time. I, I worked at Toys R Us, and I did not think it was that awesome. I bet. <laughs> I bet you did not. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I actually just came across, uh, I was going through an old hard drive, and I came across some pictures from the episode two Midnight Madness sale, and it was the Toys R Us had six uh, of those little kid waiter pools on the ground, <laughs> just full of the figures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> waiting for people to oh. just paw through them. Oh, that would have been a much better um, thing to put them in, because in my in our Toys R Us, they put them in kind of those, like, um, those, like, uh, I don't know, those containers that were kind of like, um, not mesh, but like they're pretty tall and they're fairly thin. And so in order to dig down all the way to the bottom, it like you, the thing had to explode. There were figures all over the floor. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the wire, the wire bins. Yeah. Right. The wire bins. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The roll with the wheels. And yeah. Yep. Yep. I think there were I shopping remember, carts at mine. I think they just dumped all the toys in the shopping carts. We, yeah. we tried to get them on pegs and I think we ended up just, we, it was kind of, it was, not not to you know speak ill of our Hot Wheels friends, but it was kind of the Hot Wheels thing at one point where we just started zipping the case open and just pushing it into the crowd. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just, just like chumming the wall. Yeah, just, just take it. Just, we'll be over here. Yeah, don't stay away from the box knife. I won't cut you. <laughs> I remember by the time of episode three, there was still this frenzy, you know, because people remember the episode one night and the episode two night. So episode three, there was a gigantic crowd at this Toys R Us. And my buddy who that I went where, there with was like, I'm just going to check something. Hold on. And he got in his car and drove away. And I'm still waiting in line. And he came back and he goes, the Walmart up the street has everything set out perfectly. They've just got caution tape oh. across it and there's no one there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where I that's how I did the episode two night. I remember going to Walmart instead of Toys R Us because they did the same thing. They just kind of yeah. blocked off the toy section until midnight, and then at midnight, you just walked right up and took whatever you wanted off the shelf. It was awesome. Yeah, so we were like, all right, we're ditching this, and we got this car, and we drove up. And there were like four other guys there. You know, everyone else is at Toys R Us, so that was great. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, so, Danny, do you remember the last thing you picked up? Um, I'm, I'm pretty much a vintage guy um, nowadays, so... I'm trying to think of the last. I'm trying to fill in a few holes that I have in my um, Remco Crystar uh, line. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there's a few, and, and I got a, a figure called the uh, the, the Dragon Rider. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you have the dragon that he sits on? Not yet. Oh, oh. It's, it's and it's the articulated Dragon Rider. It's oh, not the, one the that articulated. Actually, okay. Yeah, it's not yeah. the one that actually came with the dragon. Gotcha. Okay. Um, That's but awesome. yeah. I, do need that that dragon too, um, so I got that, and um, I also got a couple um, fun customs recently. There's a there's a guy who goes by the name of Junk Fed, and uh, yep. he may has been making some really cool custom action figures lately, and they're pretty much built out of other vintage figures. So there's 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 a huge draw for me. One of the first ones he did was uh, called the Spock Trooper, and he took a vintage Stormtrooper uh, Kenner, and then he took a vintage Mego um, Star Trek Spock figure, motion picture, and he combined them, and he painted the torso of the Stormtrooper blue, like Spock's shirt and the pants and the, and the legs black, and he put this 
Spock head on it. And it was just amazing. I thought it was one of the greatest kind of mashups I'd, I'd seen. And so he's he's gone on and he's done a few more since then. And the most recent one is called the Kirk Trooper, which has like this slash across the armor, across his chest. And anyway, that just came uh, recently, too. So. And he always does a fun thing. Uh, I've got a couple of his stuff, too, but he decorates the box. He like hand draws little cartoons on your box that he ships. It it's amazing. It's half. It, well, I don't want to say that, but it's like it's half the reason why I get these. I'm just looking forward to his box art. Um, I, I cut them out and I hang them up in my cubicle at work. They're they're fun. That's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, so just going back real quick to to Daniel Lynch. Was there ever a gap in your collecting? Like like Danny mentioned oh, in his. There, there definitely was. Um, I would say um, preteen, like preteen to early teen. Um, I. Well, you know, actually, I, I wouldn't even probably a little bit earlier than that, maybe like eleven to twelve. The um, where I just kind of just I don't really have a good reason. It just kind of did fade away for a little bit, um, and then this the cursed Playmate Star Trek line um, came in, and I, I loved. And my parents like Star Trek, so they just they hooked me on it, no problem. And um, that Playmates line was just I still love that line. Just I mean, they're you know they're kind of soft sculpts. They're like four and a half inches tall, and they all have V crotches and stuff. But it was just an amazing toy line. And they just made so many different people um, that that got me right back into it. So it was just a really brief uh, baseball period there for a couple of years before I was like 13 or so. Ah, uh, the sports period. Yeah, the sports period. The baseball. I have all the baseball cards from those years because the collecting thing didn't go away. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, but and then uh, and then yeah, right back into toys after that. I, I really actually the the funny thing is um, when I came back like after the Star Trek stuff and I was kind of like, hey, you know, toys are cool again. Um, I always remember the uh, again going back to superpowers because it all goes back to superpowers. Um, just going through the boxes and just finding, you know, picking out the. For, apparently, the very last time I played was I shoved all of the capes inside of Luther's armor, which I I don't know why I would have done that. And so it was just I always have that vivid thing of like finding those. I'm like I found his armor and I was like, hey, and then I'm like, there's Superman's cape and there's there's Batman's cape and and um, the uh, the the I, I had lost Batman in the flood, and I had I lost Martian Manhunter's cape in the flood. So when I found Batman's cape, I was so overjoyed at like 13 or 14 at the time that I gave Batman's cape to Martian Manhunter. And to, the, to this day, that's still what is up on that shelf. It's Martian Manhunter with Batman's cape. So. <laughs> oh, nice. I love that. One, one quick uh, fun story about Danny's field guides. Uh, one year we made, uh, when I say oh. we, I mean Danny, made a T-shirt <laughs> for AFI that was going to be like our Comic-Con shirt. Oh, jeez. And it was the field guide to action figures, and it was uh, a, a drawing that Danny did of the superpower cyborg. And just, you know, it had like his Latin name and, and stuff like that. And we put it up on the site, and I think there was time enough for both Danny and I to order one before we got the cease and desist letter <laughs> from Warner Brothers. Oh, wow. Saying that is our character, and. Danny cannot plagiarize our field guide to action figures as if that existed, <laughs> you know, like they didn't even know that that part was made up. Yeah, it, uh, it was crazy. I mean, it was a line drawing of a vintage Kenner action figure that happened to be cyborg. And even the like the type that I used was like this super scripty, like handwritten font. You could barely read that. It said Victor Stone or whatever. But but man, they they had they had somebody there looking for looking for that. 
Yeah, that that was crazy. So there's only two of those shirts in existence <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> and and the field guide to action figures has yet to actually be published, but in Warner Brothers' mind, <laughs> yeah, it, it exists. It's there. It, they, it exists. <laughs> yeah, and we plagiarized it. <laughs> so, uh, it's funny because a couple of years ago at Toy Fair, I was at one of my appointments, and this group walked in, and, and a guy walked up to me and said, oh, you're Daniel from Action Figure Insider. And I go, yeah, I am. He goes, oh, love your site. And I go, oh, great, thanks. And he hands me his card, and he's like the vice president of merchandising at Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why they knew right away. <laughs> did you ask guy, when that field guide was coming out? Yeah. <laughs> I did not, but I should. Hey, new friend, thanks for throwing me under the bus. Thank yeah. you. Joint t-shirts. Uh, so let's move on now to Pixel Dan. Uh, I don't know as much about your history. It feels like uh, you you're maybe kind of the second generation of of toy bloggers. Would you say that's I, true, Dan? Yeah, you know, I kind of do feel like that. Um, I've definitely been around for all of the online toy stuff, but I was just a guy on a forum for years and years and years. Um, I used to go under the handle Mandalorian 30 everywhere I was. And a lot of, (laughs) there's still several people who call me that because they've made the connection and know that that was me, (laughs) which is funny. Right. Um, which is actually why, I mean, some of my stuff is still stuck with that. My YouTube page is still stuck as, you know, youtube.com slash Mandalorian (laughs) 30, because that's what I signed up as way back when YouTube started, you know? Um, so I was, I've always been around, and I was always on the forums. I used to actually help moderate over at uh, Toy News International uh, years ago, um, back when it was American Dream Comics. Right. So that's kind of where I really started kind of getting in and knowing a lot of people, and I met Jay there and everything, who I still you know, talk to quite a bit these days, and he posts a lot of my stuff on Toy News Eye, which is very cool of him. Um, so that's kind and of you. You have a podcast with him. Too, I right? do. Yes, uh, I actually do a yeah. podcast on Toy News International with uh, two other YouTube reviewers, Sean Long and Shardimus Prime, called the Collector Connection, where it's it's just kind of us getting on there and geeking out about toys too. So I mean, you know, I feel like I'm a part of like a million podcasts, but I love doing them all. They're awesome because there's that one on HeMan.org too. But you know, whatever HeMan.org. <laughs> You know. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm good friends with Val. I get to make jokes like that. <laughs> and that the the org one is uh, the roast Google. Yes, roast Google dinner. Yeah. So you're so, kind of like our Wolverine. You're, What's you're, that? You're, you're our Wolverine. You're on all the teams. Oh, geez. Yeah. Right. I go. <laughs> I just I just enjoy, you know, having these discussions. So it's always fun when somebody's like, "We should do a podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, I've got lots of time. Why not do?" Which is <laughs> Well, for me, like, you know, I've been doing AFI almost 10 years now, and I was on another site before that, and I would much rather talk about it than type something. Yeah, and that's kind of how I am too, and that's kind of how I got I mean, that's what led into the video thing with me, to be honest. Um, cause I always knew that I wanted to kind of make my mark on this whole toy thing, so to speak, you know, I wanted to do something and I wanted to be involved. Um, but I feel like I am much better in front of a camera and in front of an audience than I am using my words in written text. Um, I feel like I have a pretty outgoing personality and I like being in front of people and, I've kind of, you know, I've always been told I'm charismatic and everything. So it just, it, that's what made me decide to do the video thing. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this a shot and see what happens. And 
Um, I kind of just did it for fun because I wanted to see if I could do it. And I had things that I was passionate about that I wanted to talk about and share with others. Um, I never imagined it would turn into what it is now. It's just pretty awesome. That's great. So talk, talk a little bit about that, like what you do. I'm sure most people that are listening to this probably know you, but just in case. Yeah. So, well, I, I kind of started doing it. Um, gosh, let's see. It's been like seven years now. I think it was like 07 or so when I started. So gosh, almost eight years, I guess. Um, and th- what made me do it is because there was just this big rise in people doing video game reviews on YouTube, um, it really kind of became this thing. And I don't know if any of you guys pay any attention to the video game stuff online at all, or if you've ever heard of, like, the angry video game nerd. He's super popular. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, so I caught his videos way back when he was first started to do that, and I thought that that was just really fun and different and, and unique. And this was kind of like the dawn of people creating their own content, you know, making the things that they wanted to see and watch on their own on YouTube. Um, and I just thought that that was really cool. And that's what really gave me the motivation to go, all right, I can do that. I want to do that, but I got to find a way to make it my own thing. So I like toys and I kind of want to do something where I talk about toys. And that's kind of where I pieced together my first series of videos called From Pixels to Plastic, which was a series that focused solely on toys that were based on video games. And I did that because I kind of wanted to, like, mesh my way into all those video game content that was out there on YouTube, but, like, make my own thing and talk about the toys, and I was going to let all those guys review the video games. You know, I wanted to, like, do something different than all of them. Um, And that is also the origin of my name, by the way, Pixel Band, comes from that series there from pixels to plastic. Cause one day I was sitting there recording and I was like, I cannot just be calling myself Mandalorian 30 in these videos. That sounds <laughs> silly. And so uh, a buddy of mine actually started calling me pixel Dan, like privately because of that show. And I was like, I kind of like that. I think I'm going to go with that. So that's, that's how that whole thing started. But yeah, it just kind of evolved from there. I decided, you know, I like He-Man a lot. I'm going to start talking about He-Man toys. And I did like a couple videos where I, I did uh, almost sort of like uh, what uh, Danny Newman was talking about with the evolution thing. I did a, sh- a series called The Many Versions of He-Man, where I just compared all the different He-Man variants that had ever been released in every version of Masters of the Universe. And then I did one about Skeletor like that. And then all of a sudden Mattel announces this Masters of the Universe Classics line, and I got really excited. So I got King Grayskull, and I did my first ever standalone review of one figure. I reviewed King Grayskull. And I put it up, and I got a huge response, and that's when Mattel contacted me. And they said, hey, Pixel Dan, we <laughs> like that. Would you like to do this for us, or would you like? Uh, can we start sending you product to do this? And I was like, yes, that sounds awesome. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> I had never had any experience doing anything like that before, and I was totally blown away that I caught the attention like that. Um, and I, I got to give props to Val, too. He was a big help because he also liked that video so much that he front-paged it on He-Man.org, which I thought was such a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal back then. I was, I was so blown away that I was getting that kind of attention for this fun video that I did. Um, yeah, and then it just kind of – from there, it just really skyrocketed. You know, I started doing stuff. Uh, Mattel was sending me the figures, and um, next thing you know, I was just like, I'm just going to review everything because I collect so many different toys, and I love toys, and I want to talk about them. So it just really blew up, and I just now I just do reviews constantly. But I love it; it's such a fun thing. And um, I just 
crossed the 100,000 subscriber threshold, which blows my mind. Um, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Very nice. Um, I was just looking at, like, all my stats. My videos have been viewed more than 60 million times, which is crazy. Um, so it's really, really cool, and it's, it's, like, it's become another full-time job for me because I, I have a day job, too. And then I do this, which I consider this another full-time job because of how much time I spend doing it. Yeah. Plus, I think I think we all relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, we all got the kids thing going on, or you know, like I just I have a one-year-old, which has added a whole new element of uh, <laughs> difficulty to you know <laughs> finding time to do things. But I still really, really enjoy it, and I'm just I'm pretty honored to be like in the position that I am doing this. It's just so much fun. Yeah, that's uh, we'll probably talk about that in kind of a, a future episode. Just the it's strange that idea that just putting yourself out there and and the people that respond to it globally uh, is is really humbling and just kind of mind blowing, especially for those of us that lived in a pre internet era. Right. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be a fun topic. I'm going to write that down. Do it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Pixel Dan, tell us a little bit about uh, where you grew up, what your childhood was like, and what kind of kid you were. Yeah, so I'm born and raised here in Springfield, Illinois. I'm still here today, right there in the Midwest, capital of Illinois. Woo. Um, been here my whole life. I probably am the youngest, I think, of this bunch right here. I was born in 82, so um, my childhood spanned the 80s and the 90s. Um, but I grew up as a huge Masters of the Universe kid. Um, I think that's pretty, you know, anybody could look at me and know that for certain. But uh, that was definitely the first toy, toy line or, or property that I really latched onto. Even though, like, He-Man started the same year I was born. <laughs> um, you know, the Filmation cartoon kicked in right as I was the right age to start watching it. Um, right. So that's what introduced me to the property was the cartoon. And then I had all the toys because my mom was awesome. Um, she really got into He-Man with me. Like to this day, she can still come and look at my toys and she can name all the characters, which is really cool to me. Um, that's impressive. Yeah. She loves, she loved it. You know, she was really a big part of my collecting and, um, I, it's always funny because I know my dad used to like yell at her all the time for spoiling me, um, and it's it's totally her fault that I'm a collector now. And but it's also her fault that I'm doing this uh, review thing now, you know. So she's got, I can I can thank her definitely. She's got a she played a big part in this, but she used to always take me to Toys R Us and buy me new He-Man figures. And I still remember when she took me to see Secret of the Sword in the movie theater. Still remember when she took me to see the live action He-Man in the theater. Um, all of that was very very cool. So I. I Loved Masters of the Universe all the way up until it was gone and you couldn't really find it anymore in the stores. And then the new adventure stuff came out. And I remember my mom even looking at those going, those look stupid. That's not He-Man. And she wouldn't buy them for me. (laughs) 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 Which is funny because I like that line now, but I never had them as a kid because my mom wouldn't buy them for me. She didn't like them. Um, Yeah, so it was from there, it was a very easy transition into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is my other big love, because right as He-Man was winding down, Turtles was picking up steam, and then boom, Turtles was a huge thing for like the next era of my childhood. Um, So those two definitely remain like my top two toy loves to this day. I love both of those lines. But I had a little bit of everything in between. I mean, I had a bunch of Superpowers toys as a kid. Um, You know, I had... 
oh gosh, Ghostbusters, lots of the Kenner Ghostbusters. I had Thundercats. Um, I probably, I, I sound like it. I rule as a spoiled kid. I think my mom bought me too many toys, probably. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, I loved all of that stuff. Same, the same '80s nostalgia that everybody seems to be into. I was wrapped right up into all of that. Except, uh, and was was there a uh, gap in your collecting at all? Yeah, definitely. I would say that the last line I was really collecting. Uh, was probably the Toy Biz X-Men stuff. Um, I was buying the Toy Biz X-Men and Marvel stuff, and and also the Playmates Star Trek stuff. I did have a lot of that, too, before I stopped buying toys, because it was right about that age where I was buying those, like with my weekly allowance and everything, and my dad was really pressuring me, like, all right, you're too old for toys. we got to stop buying toys. We're no more toys. Um, so I got out of them for several years, um, even sold a lot of them in a dreaded yard sale, which I still want to go back in time and stop me from selling all, <laughs> selling all my He-Man and Ninja Turtles and stuff in yard sales for like a, you know, a nickel a piece or whatever I did. Um, but I picked things back up again in 95 when the Power of the Force Star Wars line started hitting stores. Oh, yeah. And I got massively into Star Wars collecting at that time. See, I kind of missed all the vintage Star Wars toys. Um, so Power of the Force was when I really got diehard in the Star Wars collecting. And I often like to joke that Star Wars is like the gateway drug to toy collecting because that's exactly what happened with me. And I know that that's the, how it is with a lot of people. You start with Star Wars and then it snowballs and you start buying everything. Um, true. So that's what happened with me. I was got way into Star Wars, and I was buying nothing but Star Wars figures for years and years. And you know, then the Masters of the Universe commemorative stuff showed up, and I bought those. And then Spider-Man Classics and Marvel Legends came, and I bought those. And now I just buy everything. <laughs> buy it all. Yep. And uh, what's the most recent thing you've picked up? Um, I think the most recent thing I bought was the new Ninja Turtles party wagon. Oh, yeah, so I just saw that for the first time yesterday. Yeah, it's finally starting to show up in stores. They got a bunch of new stuff kind of hitting, but it, it hit my my area always seems to be the last place to get stuff, which sucks, you know, in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I finally, uh, you know, I actually had some help in scoring one, but now they're starting to show up in, in the area here. So I picked up the party wagon. I really like it. It's a really fun nod to the vintage toy, which is always cool to see. Awesome. I love it. Uh, so quickly, uh, I guess I'll, I'll talk about myself. Um, I'm Daniel Pickett. Uh, some people also know me as Julius Marks. That was my first online handle. Uh, that is the real name of Groucho Marks, in case anyone is wondering. Uh, I always kind of wondered where that came from. So I, I, was a, I was a theater kid. I started in theater uh, in like third grade, me and uh, my best friend. And was doing a lot of theater and, you know, sometime around, uh, I guess it was 88, 89, when the internet was starting and AOL was coming on, I did a play where I was Groucho Marx. And uh, I did all this research into it because I wanted to, you know, do the best job I could and, you know, read about his family and his brothers and, and, and all that. And so when I signed up for AOL, I wanted uh, a Groucho Marx name and everything was taken. You know, I could be like Groucho 90210, and I was like, I don't want a name <laughs> with a number in it. So uh, I used Julius Marks, his real name, and uh, and when I was first starting to write, like, for, for Action Figure Times, uh, that whole thing with the Internet was still kind of new, and I was like, well, I don't want to give my real name, because then people are going to come to your house and 
stab you in the neck while you sleep. So uh, I thought I would just use that Julius Marks name in my writing. And there's to this day, kind of like you uh, said, uh, Pixel Dan, there's people that call me Julius when they see me in public. Uh, and as a matter of fact, the first time, the first date I went on with my wife was uh, a Jonathan Colton concert. And when we were there, a guy walked up and said, are you Julius Marks? <laughs> and and my wife looked at me like, what is he talking about? That's funny. <laughs> I was like, it's ah, my alter ego. I'll have to explain that uh, later. No, no big deal, babe. I'm famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know the, I mean, I'm internet. The, internet famous. The real funny thing about that is uh, I met you several times in a row, you know, at various conventions and stuff that we're always at and always knew you as yeah. Daniel. I It took me like three or four times of meeting you before I pieced together that Daniel Pickett and Julius Marks were the same guy. These two different you know i didn't i don't know why it's just one of those things that like i was like oh how did i'm dumb i'm an idiot you know (laughs) yeah that's his online name got it (laughs) the the magic of the internet yeah uh and like you know i mentioned uh, action figure insider is my site uh and it's going to celebrate its 10-year anniversary in april which is yeah a lot of yeah thanks uh, I, I'm the oldest of, of all of us. I'm the old man of the group. Uh, so my first uh, line that I really collected was the Mego World's Greatest Superheroes uh, when those guys came out. And I actually, I had so much, I was kind of spoiled like, like you were, Pixel Dan. I had so much stuff from that Mego universe, you know, the vehicles, like the vans, uh, I had some, I had mostly DC, but I, I also had a bunch of Marvel. I, I put it all on two shelves in, in our playroom and called it the Batman museum. And I, and I charged the neighbor kids like 25 cents to come in and see it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I've got a great picture of me like standing next to the display uh, of it that my brother took that. That was a lot of fun. Jeez, uh, that, but, that's an old school checklist. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, But, you know, of course, I was the the perfect age for Star Wars. Once that hit, you know, I was uh, an absolute sucker for that. I remember using the the back of the card as a checklist and really like if I didn't have that figure, like I'm on the prowl (laughs) and I'm letting I'm letting my grandparents know I'm letting my, you know, anyone that like this is what I'm looking for. Uh, so that this would be co- complete and which was strange because I got so into Star Wars and I collected everything up through all the way through Jedi, all the, all the ships, all the figures. And then for some reason uh, around a, you know, 84 ish, I got into Transformers Gen one and stopped collecting Star Wars. So I had none of the power of the force stuff. Ugh. Uh, yeah, which which was insane because there were so many figures that I wanted as figures that are in that line that just completely escaped me. So, uh, and I still don't have them. So, God, we could talk about that whole phenomena for you know a whole episode. <laughs> we will. Yeah. We will. Uh, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I lived there for you know eighteen years. Uh, went to college, went to grad school, and then moved out to Los Angeles, and I've been in L.A. 18-ish years, I think, uh, and I'm still out here. So, 
was, you know, childhood was, I was the, the, the child of two teachers, um, had one older brother and, you know, my parents were really good about, uh, you know, buying me toys. You know, I, I remember I had, uh, you know, like I said, the Mego, the Star Wars, the Shogun Warriors. Uh, I was huge into the space Lego when that came out mm -hmm. and huge into all the castle stuff when that finally, finally came out. Uh, you know, I had the LJN Dungeons and Dragons stuff, uh, and then, you know, the, the, the Transformers. And then I had a gap of probably two, two and a half years, uh, kind of midway through high school until I got into college. Uh, I graduated high school in 89. And, you know, that was the year the Batman movie came out. And the next year is when, you know, the Toy Biz stuff for that came out. And then when Batman the Animated Series came out, that's when I was really like back into collecting toys. Uh, and that was this just around the same time as the playmate Star Trek stuff. So when I was looking for Batman animated stuff, I was right there looking for Star Trek stuff right along with it and have been collecting ever since. Uh, and probably the most recent thing I got was, uh, I went to Disneyland the other day. And they've got that Build-A-Droid thing. Oh, those are so cool. So, so I, built myself, uh, I built myself two droids and took them up to the counter. And the lady said, oh, it's, it's buy two, get one free. Oh. So I was like, we're going back for more. Gotta buy more. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go build another. So, yeah, I probably have, I don't know, 50 Astromechs, if not more. Wow. I've got all the ones they made. I customized a bunch of them, and now this Disney thing is incredibly dangerous. So, did you get them with like the Mickey ears and the Indiana Jones hat and all that kind of fun stuff? Yeah, I'm trying to go through and get each of the hats. Oh I man, I think I still need the so Yoda cool. hat. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it must be nice though. Oh, I just popped into Disneyland the other <laughs> no, day. I know, right? Got to go from work. Well, this this year is going to be dangerous because uh, for Christmas this year, Santa brought us all annual passes. So we're going to be hitting the parks quite a bit this year, and I suspect there will be a droid coming home. <laughs> every time? Every, yeah. every single time, if I have my way. I'm jealous. <laughs> I have to go like six hours to a Six Flags, man. <laughs> oh, wow. I go to uh, how far is Worlds of Fun for? Oh, that's you? true. There is. I, I I'd always forget that's up there. Yes, there is. There's only about three hours to a Worlds of Fun. There you there go. There we go. But they don't have Build a Droid. I don't think. <laughs> I might, I might have to call. You might be right. Say, I have a Six Flags uh, an hour and a half away, but it's no Disneyland. It's it's <laughs> it's the same Six Flags, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh yeah, St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine because Disneyland for me. When I first moved out here, I worked for I worked for Disney, and I. I worked there for like seven years. And while I worked there, I could go there free anytime I wanted. And, but I lived really far away from it. I was living like in Pasadena and it's in Orange County. But, you know, I went a couple of times a year. And then when my daughter was born, that's when I switched jobs. And so I have this gap of another, you know, 10 years where I maybe went every other year or something, you know, it was not, uh, <laughs> Not quite the uh, the festive visit every single time like it used to be. So, so yeah, that is our secret origins. Now you know a lot about us, but you'll be finding out about more about us with each episode, I'm sure, as we uh, 
chime in with our stories. But next thing to talk about is Toy Fair. It's just a matter of weeks until uh, a couple of us, I think at least uh, Pixel Dan and I, will you be there this year? I will be there. Are going to brave the elements. Yeah, every time. And uh, and see the the latest and greatest. And you know, uh, New York was supposed to get hit with this crippling snowstorm that I guess wasn't quite as bad no, as they thought it was going to be. Doesn't sound like it now. But I, I'm hoping this will be the year we escape all that. Oh gosh, and, I uh, hope so. I feel like every time I've been there, it's been in the middle of a blizzard. Every time. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, Daniel, so I feel I like can... last year it was like planes, trains, and automobiles for you guys to actually arrive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were canceling flights like crazy. Oh, my gosh, it was insane last year. Yeah, that was the one where we had to – they canceled our flight to to New York, and we had to fly to Philadelphia and then take the train in in the middle of the night. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's all to get to that Hasbro appointment. I know, that stupid Hasbro appointment. Well, now this year, Toy Fair starts on the same day as the Hasbro thing, so it's like – Which is very bizarre. Isn't it? And it – is it yeah. causing as many conflicts with you as it has been with me? Because, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. It has been a pain. And, and, and it seems like this year a lot more companies are doing, you know, what we sometimes call the nerd herd, yeah. where they invite all the collector press at yeah. once. Let's just get rid of all these guys at the same time just so we can pass them through. And yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it seems like. They, they, yeah. they want you there all at the same time so they can release all the info while you're there, right? Yeah. Don't they do <laughs> that right. now, too? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Most of them seem to. (laughs) Yep, they love to do that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what we what we think we're going to see, what we hope we might see, and uh, what we are excited about uh, that's going to come out of Toy Fair. Anyone want to start? Well, I guess I'll jump in. (laughs) Do it. All right. So there's a couple things that you know. This year, I'm not sure exactly what I'm excited for. Okay, yes, I do. I know what I'm excited for. (laughs) I'm excited to see what NECA has. Um, Okay. Because last year's showing was so good, first of all, with, you know, the Alien Queen, and they showed off all of those Alien movie figures, like we're finally getting uh, Ripley and all that stuff, and we saw the Power Loader and all that. So um, I'm excited to see what all they have, but I've really been loving their 8-bit-inspired line of figures. Um that just kind of randomly started with that San Diego exclusive Jason and like turned into a thing, but I love right. it. I love it so much. And uh, I know that they're planning on revealing a bunch more of those. So I'm anxious to see those. Um, I'm anxious to see that whole booth in general, but I just, I'm such a geek for those video game painted. Yeah, they're, awesome. they're awesome. Oh, they're so cool. So I'm really excited well, you, for those. You are pixel Dan. That's, after that's all. true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, the, but the thing about those 8-bit figures, the packaging oh, on those is part of what sells so it. It's so good. It's so good. I, it's just amazing because I feel like they totally tripped into this, you know, by accident. Um, they did that fun Jason, and I think they did it because um, they were inspired by a fan who customized one yeah, of their Jasons yeah. and painted them that way. And so they, they you know, because they, they thanked him on the box and everything for Jason. And... um 
people just loved it so much that they were just like, we've got the rights to all these characters who had crazy bad video games back on the Nintendo. Let's just paint them all that way. And I think that's so cool. And then we got that Batman out of it, which just blows <laughs> my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think we were all taken by surprise on that one. Gosh. So that line gave us like the most perfect 89 Batman we've ever had in action figure form. So it's just, I love it. And I'm anxious to see what they can do with it. Um, I want so bad, so bad, which I don't think it'll ever happen, but I want a Nintendo-style Ninja Turtle from them. So, Oh, yeah. Um, but they got to fight Playmates for that, and I don't know if it'll ever happen. But that's yeah. that's what I'm keeping my fingers crossed for. Uh, well, if nothing else, Playmates will have that idea themselves. Right. <laughs> uh, about a year, a year after uh, NECA stops doing them, runs out of life. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love for them because, like, you know, Star Wars had the old like Super Nintendo games, yeah. and you know, there's all that stuff. You know, not that they're gonna take that from Hasbro. I know but... exactly. There's just so many of them that they can't do because of you know these bigger companies holding the licenses. But man, they got the Batman. I mean, that's crazy that they were able to do that. So I guess you never know now. That's true. And it's Neca is one of those companies that are just kind of a workhorse that almost kind of flies under the radar just how consistent they are and and just what they've grown into yeah. you know if, if you remember their very first action figure product which is before Randy even got there were those awful beetle juice figures oh yeah yeah that were so so lousy uh and then they started you know peeling people away from McFarlane uh and just what what it has become and it's just stunning the the sculpt the, yeah. the portrait work they do oh, now. Yeah, absolutely. There's just that point uh, halfway through that it's the predators like this the early predators and they're not bad the early ones but there's just they get to that like wave seven eight maybe and it just kind of just it just takes off they're just man. they're just tons more awesome and you just can't you can't deny them almost when you're there looking at them. Well, and, the, and, and yeah, the, that stuff they're doing with the Predator now, where they're hitting the, the Kenner, Kenner stuff. That yeah. kills me. Oh. And they're going to do it with Alien too. He's already said that their plan is to do Alien in that same style eventually, and that's just going to be, gonna be awesome. insane. Like I keep thinking about a Mantis Alien and how amazing that's going to be. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, talking about like the sculpts and the paint jobs, we're in an era where we're constantly like. Well, you know, paint decos cost all this money now, and it's it's really hard to get figures painted like as good as we want them to be. But it always blows my mind to see how NECA can still sell a figure for eighteen ninety nine in the stores, and just have these amazing paint jobs. That Elder Predator that they just came out with oh, is yes. insane yeah. with the paint deco. Oh my god! So it's just yeah, they're they're so cool. I just really love the stuff that they're putting out. It's funny because, like, I was in the store yesterday. Uh, I was at a Target and saw those new, the Ninja Turtle wave that just came uh -huh. out with the Mystic Mystic yeah, versions of them. Yeah, I'm still trying to track all those down. But yes, the Mystic <laughs> And there's almost no paint on them whatsoever. I know. Everything is sculpted plastic. It's sculpted. It's cast in the color that it's supposed to be. I know. And this is that kind of thing where you're like, well, they're. They're keeping them at that $8 price point, so I guess I understand that because they're actually some of the cheapest action figures you can buy right now. But, yeah, man, I just like, – you look at them and you see all those unpainted details, and it kind of makes you go, oh, man, these these are such great sculpts. They could look so much cooler if they were all painted, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
But the nice thing is, you know, they are keeping most of the variants cartoon specific. I like that a lot. And yeah. that episode of the Mystic Turtles are from was so cool. So, yeah, these are great. That is something else I'm looking forward to at Toy Fair. I am anxious to see what Playmates has for us because I'm a huge Turtles fan. I've really been loving this new line. Um, if anything, man, the kids are so into it. And that makes me so happy. Just seeing kids being excited about Turtles, you know, I just – that's ha- that's awesome. Tugs at my heartstrings a little bit. So, I want to. Are are you tiptoeing back in and getting the mutations versions? Oh yeah, you talking about the uh, the mix and match With ones the... or? Yeah, 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 I've got them all. <laughs> I've got all. The wow. Mix and match ones, all right. So I know I'm I'm a in. sucker for it. It's I'm all in with turtles. So I'm I'm kind of getting everything and. Um, it's just so popular right now too. So I feel like it's important for me to cover it. You know, like and. I have a genuine passion for the product, so it's very easy for me to, to cover. Right. I have that giant Michelangelo standing down here in my toy room staring at me right now. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I wonder if we'll see some more of those. I, oh, my mm. gosh. I know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do if they're like, here's the other three in giant format. Because it's like, well, I have to have those, right? Right. I have, right. I have to complete the team, but where am I going to put those? No. Well, the great thing is the shell's open. You can put other toys inside them. I do like that. Yeah. It's like a toy box. He's a big toy box. He's a big toy box. <laughs> right. That's right. All right. Uh, so, like, Danny Newman, I know you mostly do uh, vintage stuff. Right. But are, are you suckered into the retro thing that's going on right now? Yeah, I am. I am. Oh, the, like the reaction stuff and everything? Yeah, I am a three and three quarter guy anyway, vintage. And so this stuff is just, it's it's right up my alley. Um, it's, you know, especially things like, you know, when um, when Super 7 did, did the alien line. Because yeah. that, was, that was special because hmm. it was a line that almost existed. Right. And it didn't. And so you have heartbreak over that, knowing, you know, like what could have been. Right. And then and then like all of this amazing work went into, you know, um, you know, you know, bringing it back to life and and making it a reality. And it was just it was such a huge thing. And that kind of like opened the floodgates to now this whole scene of kind of three and three quarter inch retro style figures. And, uh, you know, so now Funko is, you know, you know, inundating us with with the reaction line. and recently, we've got some announcements as to what we're going to be seeing uh-huh. in 2015. And, you know, some of that stuff, like, you know, it, 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 it's such a range that you'd be hard-pressed to be, like, super jazzed about every one. Like, like I'm not super into big trouble in little China. Right. But then, like, last week or whenever it was that we saw those figures, I was like, oh, my God, those are amazing looking. You know, it's all you know. It's like leaps and bounds from that first wave of figures. Not to say yeah. that those were bad, but you know, there were there were some some hit and miss. But then just seeing these big trouble in little China figures, I can't help but be super stoked about all of these other lines that are coming. Dark Crystal. Yep. Dark uh, Crystal. Yeah, I was just oh! going to say that. That is that is that. <laughs> like Alien is another vintage three and three quarter line that almost existed, but then didn't. And right. some, I mean, some of the figures and some of the beasts uh, that were slated to come back in the day were so cool um, that, you know, to, to now know that Funko is working on this and um, there's a good chance, I believe, that they may be very close to these, 
you know, original prototypes that we, you know, we, you know, we have images of. So I don't know it, any any of that stuff that we may potentially be seeing. Um, I'm jazzed about. Sweet. Because yeah, we came close to Dark Crystal a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was the that original line, and then like the Plan B guys got the license, right? And made a couple of statues, and they were gonna make figures, and then NECA got the license, and I think NECA just did a Skeksy, yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's what right. that was the Skeksy, yeah. And then uh, there was the one of like June planning or whatever did like the big dolls of uh, of the Gelflings. Yeah, right, but, right. But it, this will be the first line. It's so, and they look so neat. They do. Yeah. I'm really excited for those. I've gotten uh, a few of the reaction stuff. Like I was really excited about the concept of that line. Um, and like Danny was saying with the uh, the alien stuff, that was just amazing, just because of what they were. Like it was a line we were supposed to have, and it was finally happening. So I was all on board with that. Um, but yeah, it does feel like some of like the first couple that came out were like, yeah, they were hit or miss. You didn't know. Some of them were neat. I, I thought that they did really great with like the monsters, like the yeah. universal monsters, oh, the monsters were very were cool. cool. Yeah. They yep. look, they look awesome. Um, but I got the rocketeer and he's, I don't know. I don't like him without the helmet on. You got to have the helmet oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> a lot know? of those, a lot of those figures that kind of shared that, that basic starting buck. I'm yeah. like, so, so on. But then there were like, other lines that required completely unique sculpting, like the Nightmare Before Christmas figures. Right, right. And those are really, really good. Yeah. So I, so I look at some of them. So, like, as I'm looking at these lists of upcoming lines, I'm, like, trying to figure out which ones are going to be kind of based on that, that kind of standard buck and which ones are going to have to be completely new sculpts. Right. I, and I feel the same way. The ones that were, like, less humanoid are their best ones for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I also kind of feel like even looking at like the, like you said, the big trouble in little China figures, I feel like those look like some of the best, uh, like yeah. the humanoid it's ones that they've done. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of a, um, a shape to them. Like those early ones were kind of, um, they were more triangle shaped instead of the old classic boxy. And then the monsters and the newer stuff, they've gotten back to that rectangle. They look more squared off and they just, yeah, they, they evoke that vintage thing a lot better. Now these newer releases than those. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. Um, and and there's, there's something I'm really curious about like gremlins and, you know, in ET yeah. and stuff. I'm just kind of curious how they're going to treat some of that. Yeah. How, how small can they be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to be multi-packs or... That would be awesome. Just a pack like, filled with Mogwai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A centimeter tall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the question. Are they going to be in scale to each other? How does that yeah. work? We just don't know yet. Yeah, and, and also some of their uh, their legacy stuff, their, their six-inch line that Funko's legacy doing. Legacy Rocketeer. Oh, Can't wait to see the Rocketeer. Yeah, that's one they've been kind of telling us about since last Toy Fair, so I'm excited yeah. to see what he's going to look like. Ever yep. since someone had to go show me that slide of the uh, legendary comic book heroes one, yeah, I don't know, I don't know who you're talking. About. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're referring to at all. It's pretty cool to see Funko grow like that too. Oh, you know? yes. they went from being the guys that just did bobbleheads yeah. to like they created the pop vinyl line, which has just gotten this massive oh. fan following. I mean, people who don't even buy toys love pop vinyls. Everybody buys pop vinyls. Yeah, um, which is so neat, just because they have so many licenses and they can do so many. things things oh. all in that same style and then all of a sudden they start throwing action figures at us it's pretty amazing to see how far they've come yeah and plus there's been those two new announcements of the 
that sort of team up thing they're doing with Vinyl Sugar that they're right. calling like their independent line. So they're they're doing uh, what were the two they're doing? They're doing the Dorbs, right? They're doing the Dorbs and and then the um, uh, the Vinyl Idols. Yeah, that was um, the other one. And so the Vinyl Idols, we as far as I know, we've only kind of seen a preview of three: um, the Ghostbuster, the Big Lebowski, and, and and Doc Brown. I'm not sure if we've seen any more beyond that, but I'm super curious to see who else falls in that line. Yeah. Cool. Me too. Yeah, and of course, you know, you guys know that I also collect Aquaman stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anytime there's like in the Dorbs line, we saw like Batgirl. So I'm like, oh, is there going to be a Dorbs Aquaman? Well, the way they described it as updated Fisher Price little people, like that can't help oh, but kind of draw me in. That sounds right. great. <laughs> That's cool. Because you got you. You did a picture of all the the little people, right? Like the Sesame, yeah. I I, I went back and collected all the ses, the individual That's... Sesame Street uh, Fisher Price little people, um, which was actually not as easy as it may have sounded. There's some yeah. rare ones of those, um, but uh, yeah, they're they're fun, very nostalgic. It's funny, I was just looking up that old playset, the Sesame Street Fisher Price oh. little people playset, just the other day, just because my son is really into Cookie Monster, and I'm like, oh. I want to buy some of these. This is a good excuse to buy some of those vintage Sesame Street ones. Oh my goodness, Fisher Price, that, yeah. that, that that's a company we don't talk about enough, as, you know, as far as you know, some of the vintage toys they had, just really good toys. They got some good Absolutely. stuff now, too, though. I mean, yeah, true. Yeah, the Imagine X. They're the guys line, behind like, Imagine X, which is amazing. Yes. Oh, I yes. love that line. <laughs> I just saw today, uh, I posted in one of the groups that they're doing a, a Solomon Grundy. Oh, oh, I saw that. That looks great. It does. It's, it's very reminiscent of the JLU Grundy. Um, well, and they're doing like the Legion of Doom headquarters too, right? Which is so... yeah, that's up on Amazon. Oh my God, that's amazing looking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. So my question is this: I do think that in you know twenty years or so, there's going to be a generation of kids that are super nostalgic about Imaginex, the way we're yep. nostalgic about our toys. So is that big like space rover thing that's like a hundred or hundred twenty bucks? Is that going to be their USS flag? <laughs> <laughs> that thing is cool. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it was, you know, one of the big toys on all the toy of the year list yeah. for 2014. I so. it. it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, uh, I have a feeling they sold a ton of them. So, and I, I just saw, I was looking, there's a, on Amazon, on the listing for Legion of Doom, there is a video showing the, the actual playset, and I went looking to see if I could find the video somewhere else so I could embed it, but I couldn't. But then I went to the Imagine X site, and they've got this whole cartoon uh, about Adventure, which uh, these little kids okay. that uh, are like tying in. You know, it's like <laughs> he goes to the he goes to the medieval times, oh. he goes into space. So they've they're starting now to do their original oh, IP. Cool. Sort of within that, yeah, and they've got a couple of little animated shorts cool. uh, on the website now. Yeah, yeah, that line is just—it's so great, and it's yeah. just like, especially now that they're releasing the blind bag stuff, I feel like more people are starting to realize how cool that is. But I feel like that line is totally flying under the radar of collectors because they don't realize how amazing that line actually is. Like, there's a lot of value. I know that's a kid's line, but there is a lot of value in that, and they—you could tell that the people who work on that line 
are people like us who have passion oh, yeah. and love yeah. all these other toy lines just because of the cool little Easter eggs and things that they throw in with those figures. I mean, uh, yep. there, how many Masters of the Universe nods are in that line? There's a there's a castle playset that has the Castle Grayskull Dungeon Gray Dungeon. sculpted inside of it. Yep. Um, yep. You know, there's, there's a Skeletor now. There's a Skeletor. Um, the vampire in the blind bag wave came with Hordak's bat. You know, <laughs> I mean, they yep. do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, there's a Walter White, White, there's a figure. Walter White yeah. figure in that line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's amazing. But the yeah. dangerous thing about that line is that it all works together. Yeah. So even if you're just buying DC, you know, there's cool pirate stuff that works with it. There is, you know, crazy space stuff that works with it. And they just keep repainting that stuff. Yeah. To be DC vehicles and, and robots and mech suits. And and... I'm such a sucker for all the little skeletons that they've done, because they've done so many different little skeletons. And, like, the orange one, the oh, neon orange so one on the cool. horse is yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's so good. So it's just – that line rocks. It's yeah. so good. Lots of cool play sets, lots of cool ships. I mean, I, I, I feel like if there's any excuse to buy, to buy a bigger home, it would be so that I could fit more of that – <laughs> yeah right well you guys all have younger kids than me so i i can't sneak those in going oh yeah. that's, now, that's, I, can't, like, I can't yet i'm at four i'm at four months tomorrow so i'm like every time i'm like in that aisle my wife's like you can't know he's not old well, enough because <laughs> one year old close. is still a little too young for him but i'm like <laughs> counting down the days for him to be excited about imaginex so oh, i'm well. like all right spencer let's go buy We're all going. these toys yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you elliot is five years old right now and it's just about perfect um, oh, man. but it's, it's also unpredictable. You know, you, you think that the things that get us excited uh, will, <laughs> will automatically be interesting to them, but it doesn't always work that yeah, way. And so there's a lot of like, for. there's a lot of like drug pushing, like, Elliot, what, <laughs> what about this? Isn't this kind of cool? No, not really. Uh. <laughs> I always joke well, about how my kid's going to like be the one that likes Hot Wheels and cars because I was never <laughs> yeah. really into that as a kid. Right. So I'm going to be like buying him Hot Wheels his whole childhood, you know, <laughs> which is oh, yeah. fine, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was talking today about um, we need to get like I, ha- like I have He-Man on DVD, but I don't have like go- real Ghostbusters. And I was like, we need to get that real Ghostbusters set because that way, you know, when he's older, he could watch it. And then I'm, I'm all talking about it for like 10 minutes and my wife turns to me and she's like, what if he doesn't like it? And then I'm like horrified, like, whoa, that's, that's not possible. <laughs> that wouldn't Brace, brace yourselves. Yeah. Don't yeah. Yeah, exactly. be such evil. <laughs> well, hey, I ended up with a girl, so. Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm barely getting there like, oh, Star Wars, honey. Everyone loves Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Daniel Lynch, how about you? Anything um, you know, uh, for Toy Fair you're looking forward to? You, you asked that the other day, and, and I've been really thinking about it. And, and the bad thing is that um, kind of the same way that, that Danny does the vintage stuff, um, I've, I've kind of moved into this weird place where, like, if I'm buying Transformers, they're, they're from Takara or, um, uh, you know, Glio. So I'm buying things that aren't necessarily going to actually be at Toy Fair. So I've been trying to really think um, of what's actually going to be there. And I think... Um, and as Pixel Dan said, the, the, the I gotta start saying it. It's, it's Neca. I gotta pronounce everything right because I'm on a podcast. Um, or Nika or Neca. <laughs> I, gotta, I, I say Nika. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta say Neca. Yeah. So I'm gonna start National Entertainment Collectibles. I'm gonna say the whole thing. Um, I called it NECA for years because that's yeah, the, what it was. And then you guys had to have a bet over that one. <laughs> we had a bet on Geekshell and Herod. Yeah. And Randy said the last holdout was the owner. And now he's finally saying NECA. So. <laughs> so there we go. Okay. So see, it has to be NECA. 
Um, yeah. Like, like Pixel Dance. I mean, just everything he said. The the um, the the NES stuff is awesome. I'm I'm a terrible. Uh, I'm a loose collector, but all of the NES stuff is still in its box because the box is so amazing. Um, I've not been able to liberate those yet, which is bad of me. Um, but yeah, that stuff's all awesome, and I am still excited. It, it's a little long in tooth, and like, and with with Toy Guru leaving and everything, but the He Man stuff is still a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. And and the 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 you know the rumor mill has been grinding on that that um that um we call it at IAT we call it Mo 2K not 2000X but the the so if I say Mo 2K I mean 2000X. Um, but okay. those, those 2000X figures being a possibility, and um, and like I'm I'm so hung up on that rumor that I will I will be destroyed if yeah. that rumor doesn't pan out. I'll tell um, you, hey, can I tell you something? I'm, sure. Right now, while we're playing, while we're talking, I'm playing with um, Snake Armor He Man and 2000X um, King Hiss, because um, <laughs> I just got them today to review. They're amazing, and it's just so happy to see. I'm so happy to see these styles <laughs> exactly, in yeah. the line, and so and, I'm with you, man. I want and, more. And of I, this. I, I forgive you for already having them. And, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I know. I'm not trying to sound like a jerk. Just saying. No, no, no. It's totally awesome because that means they're that much closer to me, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. But that stuff. I mean, hold on. I'm gonna go get my. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't mind. I'm not cranky about it, but I'm like the one like bigger toy review site that just can't get in on that. I don't know what's wrong. I must, I, maybe I don't, maybe I make too many funny pictures. They don't want to send me any stuff. Um, they're like, he's going to just make total fun of us. So forget it. Um, I don't know. There's new blood now. You should reach out. I'll send you the name. That's true. I should try it again. The, um, but yeah, the He-Man stuff, um, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and, and it's being a glutton for punishment. Um, just, I, I want to buy DC comics action figures, but they don't make a ton of anything I want to buy. So right. I mean, just, yeah. each Toy Fair, each Comic Con, I'm just I'm just waiting for something. Like right now, um, you know, we, I think that you know, this, with classics over, I got, I got my giant Tombstone box Doomsday finally, um, and the line's over. So the the animated stuff from DC Direct has kind of caught my attention. So it'll be fun to see that stuff. I love that Roxy Rocket. The Scarecrow is awesome. So I would say yeah, I would say I would say uh, NECA and you know the He Man and then DC Collectibles are probably my big three. And G.I. Yeah. Joe, collect- right? Because G.I. Joe's going to be there. So, right. No, never yeah. mind. Never yeah, we're going to celebrate the 51st the 50, anniversary. The 51st anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Hasbro actually sent us emails. Oh, heads up, guys. There's not going to be any G.I. Joe. I know. <laughs> yeah, just just yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> don't um, ask. Hey, so on that master stuff, I will say that I'm very curious to see how this year is going to work uh, now that we're in the post-Toy Guru era. Oh, I know. Yeah. Now, you know, Scott's gone. It's going to be interesting to see who's there, who's doing things, how they're going to do things. Um, more from like the PR perspective is kind of what I'm thinking, because Scott was always that guy that was so outgoing and he didn't care about, you know, being on the Internet and stuff. And I'm curious to see who they're going to have this year to like do. Yeah, like, who's going to talk? Yeah, yeah be there. exactly. Yeah. Or are they even going to, you know, maybe they're just going <laughs> to open it up and say, here's the toys, guys. Here's the do stuff. It. Do what yeah. you do. I don't know. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting, too, just because, you know, the, when Scott moved over to be totally Maddie Collector, then the retail team just went underground. Oh, right? yeah. And, like, I even know some of those people and, you know, have done work with them. And still, like, I'll email and just not hear anything back from a lot of them. Yeah. So it's just like well, and it's it's kind of, like I mean, they saw an out and they took it <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> and it's kind of almost been that way, too. I mean, look how silent it's been since Scott yeah. has left. We've hardly oh, heard yeah. anything. So, um, although I feel I feel bad. Uh, I, I you know, I got the samples the other day and posted something on He-Man.org just saying, you know, the samples for me anyway had been sort of one off boxes, like everything was just one thing in a box. Whereas with Scott, you'd kind of get a month and a half worth of stuff yes, yes. that you'd have to blaze through. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, I got like the Jumbo Beast Man in a box. And then like a month later, I got Jumbo Skeletor and I got Lizard Man. Uh, none of the DC stuff. And I just kind of mentioned that. And uh, the, the lady who has been sending out samples wrote to me like on Thursday, like, are you not getting your samples? <laughs> like I saw on He-Man.org, you said, I was just like, oh, no, that's not what I meant to say. I wasn't yeah. throwing you under the bus. What I was trying to say is, you know, everything, it just felt like stuff had changed a little bit. It definitely and, does. I'm, mine's been exactly the same as yours. Because, yeah, we used to, I used to come home and there, you know, I'd get a giant box that's just full of everything for the next three months. That's how Scott yeah. did it. Um, and now you get a box with a figure, you know, this time right. it was a little bit different because there's three figures in February. So we got the three February figures, um, which I thought was great. Yeah, I thought, you yeah, know, absolutely. that's why I was, what I was trying to say was, Oh, this is exciting. You'll be able to see them ahead of time. Yeah, oh. exactly. Exactly. So but yeah, in I mean, my clumsy worded way, I feel <laughs> I like, say, Oh, I, we're definitely not complaining. Yeah, I'm honored no. just to get anything at all. Cause I never expect this sort of thing, you know, like I don't want to be the guy that just expects them to, to always send me stuff. Yeah. You know, I always review this stuff regardless. So. And there's always the thing too. I mean, there, there is a nice, and not not in any way to you know say anything about the people that do get them. I mean, it is you know that that you have you both have the great attitude about it. Um, I just want to congrat or commend you both on that because I know that there there are some people that get those, um, and and they do kind of you know they don't really I don't know how I want to say it, but they're not very gracious about it sometimes. Um, and so I know that when you two guys get that stuff, um, just that again we talked about in the beginning, just that joy is there and like you're just yeah. having fun with this toy and it's just you know um i mean in, in a funny way like you know we're happy you got it too <laughs> like i mean you just communicate that both i mean you do that in your videos it's it the videos are infectious i because i'm not a big video review person uh pixel dan but your stuff i can watch your stuff all day no problem oh, um thanks, and man. um and julius dan i mean you do more of the um archive you have the archival thing where it's just real you know you you but you know, seeing you and seeing you talk about it in other places, like on different forums and, and in the groups that we're both in, I get that same thing from you, too. So I do appreciate that from both of you. Yeah, for me, my attitude is always sort of I'll just show you what it is. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, try and photograph it the best possible way. And then you make your own decision. Right. Right. You know, I don't I don't have to impose my whatever. You know, if there's something really janky, I'll say, oh, well, this the one I got has this weird thing. But. You know, I, I kind of leave that up to other people. So I kind of always say I do features as opposed to reviews. Yeah, that's right. Stuff. Yeah. That's the same attitude and, that I try to take in my reviews, though, too. Like, I always make sure to say, well, mine is a little loose here. I don't know if everybody's is going to be like that. Might be something to watch out for. Um, but Oh, sorry. No, go, no, ahead. go ahead. You're, you're talking. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I always try to take the approach of not being angry or mad or, you know, so upset that something is wrong that I'm going to start cursing because I just feel it's it's more it's more appropriate to like point out the things that I think should be different 
but not dwell on it to a fact to a point where I'm like so mad that this is done this way. Because um, even when there are things that I find wrong about a figure or that I don't like about a figure, I still don't like get mad about it. Like that's my actual personality. You know, I'm not angry. It's just more of a huh. Kind of wish it was like this instead. So that's yeah. how I try to portray it in my in my reviews. You don't start off with, yeah. well, this sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is complete was, garbage. I can't believe, you know. <laughs> I don't know why I have, why did I have this? Um, and I did the same thing. Like, mine are, mine are more written, so I have, I, you know, I, I, I have to go, I have to drone on and on with text. But um, I always think it's so funny, like, when I get, like, you know, even bad QC on something, um, you know, if something I have is painted sloppy or if it breaks or there's some issue with it, you know, I, I don't know how much that's really happening. Like, it happened to me. Right. And and so like I don't I'm not gonna write the review and just go full bore about how awful this is because it doesn't necessarily happen to anybody else, you know. And so I always kind of feel that that's something else too. That whenever you're gonna get that stuff that that when you're writing, you know, or you're, when you're videoing, that you're, you're talking about yourself. It's you. And yeah. I don't I don't like that bigger whole thing where it's just like this whole line is terrible and this is awful and it's like because we don't know we don't know what's happening to the other. Yeah. We don't know how many there are. We don't know how many are broken. It's just a weird thing to me that that, that when they get into that mode of just overall like this is terrible well it's it's yeah. funny too because um that is the way that i present it you know like that it's this is what's wrong with mine it may not be with everybody's but i still oftentimes do get people who comment and say well mine's not like that mine's fine why did right. you even bring that up and it's like well, because <laughs> it was wrong with mine so that's why i brought it up and then on the flip side i get people going oh mine's terrible it snapped in half and this and that well that didn't happen to mine so i it's i'm sorry that that happened to yours exactly but yeah. but how was i supposed to know that that was going to happen to somebody else's you know <laughs> um so it's like either way everybody kind of looks at it with their own perspective everybody has yeah everybody has their own perspective absolutely yeah Another interesting thing at Toy Fair this year is, for the first time, the Four Horsemen are going to have an actual booth. That's true. Yes. As a, yeah, as opposed to, uh, you know, having, they usually do that sort of art show reveal thing. Toy uh, at Toy Tokyo. Yeah, Toy Apocalypse. Yeah, at Toy Tokyo. So uh, this will be a little bit different. So it'll be curious to see uh, how they're working that. I mean, are they trying to get Four Horsemen stuff into retail? I don't know. That'd be pretty it, cool. It would be awesome. Yeah. But I know we're, we've also got the uh, the Mystic Legions Kickstarter is about ready to get going, so Toy Fair is yeah. going to be the perfect time for them to promote that. Yep. So, yeah, just, just seeing that sort of thing, uh, you know, what – and so there's always some of those smaller companies that show up for the first time. Like last year, the Loyal Subjects, that was the first mm -hmm. time I had seen those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Casual Friday was there. Icon Heroes came out. So seeing – kind of what's going on from some of those other things. And, and even like uh, Kotobukiya announced kind of a different thing the other day with those little, little Gotham. Yeah, they're oh. doing the minifigures. Oh, those things the are great. Figures. Oh, they're yeah. so cool. Those are awesome. Yeah. Those things are uh, adorable, but that's, that's a completely different kind of line than anything they've done before. Right. So now are those, those sort are those of surprises going to be painted or are they solid color? I think they're going to be solid color, like a lot cool. of those little rubber guys toys. Yeah, you know? the Transformers yeah. decoys. The old stuff oh, that's there. great. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, Mezco, too, you know, they just announced, like, Gigantor oh. and, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, just cute, weird stuff like that. Like, all those surprises are always well, a lot of fun. And there's all that buzz about Thundercats with them, too. Like, I don't know, are they can just continuing their giant line, or are they doing something new with Thundercats? I mean, there's been a lot of buzz with that, too, so... And then there's I, oh go ahead. I, I had heard that 
that was sort of misworded and were not. You know, because necessarily my seen. assumption is that they're just continuing with the giant figures, which might be. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know they've been trying to get uh, what's the female, the kitty Kitara, or uh, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> kitty, kitty. kitty. <laughs> uh, sorry, my my Thundercats. I, uh, part of my brain. Just, I didn't know uh, either, so it's all good. That's all good. Until Dan. <laughs> that's right that's right uh and yeah and then there's always you know those those companies like bluefin and mm-hmm. uh square enix that always just surprises you with stuff yeah. so and that's the good thing uh, i mean that's actually i mean i know like we have the things that we're talking about that we do want to see but i think uh, surprises are the best aren't they like when just yeah. something comes up and um and you just actually we mentioned earlier that um it wasn't a toy fair thing but that the 89 batman from from NECA. Yeah. You're just like all of a sudden it's just like oh this is a thing and you're gonna get it like in a week and you're right. just like oh yeah, my god yeah <laughs> it was fast wasn't it there's yeah, a couple interesting awesome. movie 2015 movies that I'm maybe you guys know but I'm not sure if anybody has the license for yet and if we're gonna see anything like you know like the Pixels movie um, that's coming out this summer I'm curious to see if there's gonna be you know a toy line associated with that right uh, that'd be a good one oh my goodness that one. yeah for sure. I, I was sort of wondering if that movie Chappie is going to have any any toys um, with it. I, I sort of had a had a hunch that maybe maybe there was going to be some toys uh, for Chappie, but that's coming out in a month, and I don't know that we've seen anything for that yet. Well, we know uh, General Giant is doing a statue for it. Okay, okay. And I know of one other company that is doing stuff, but I don't know that they've announced it okay. yet. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I had a. I thought I remember something about Gentle Giant and Chappie. Yeah. Um, and then later in the year, there's Gem and the Holograms. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, you know, that will have to be Hasbro yeah, yeah. doing that. Right. But we haven't seen any... We've seen, like, one sort of teaser piece of artwork out of that, right? For Gem and the Holograms? Yeah, Didn't they do... Not even sure. I don't think we've seen any footage or anything. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Was it, was oh, it the poster and, like the silhouettes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Really flat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, real quick, going back to DC Collectibles, that animated line, they did that tease last week that makes you think that they are releasing oh, yeah. a vehicle in that line. Oh, right. yeah, that's right. So I really want to see if that is, in fact, the case. Absolutely. That'll be Because awesome. that line for me is what I always wanted those Kenner figures to be. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I I know they've had a little bit of QC stuff that they're working on. They've been really taking it personally. I was going to say, man, you've really got to commend them for like the Absolutely. action they've been taking on that. That's awesome to see. You keep seeing yeah. so many fans posting pictures of like the personal handwritten notes that they're sending out. Notes. And like, yeah. that's amazing. So good on them. And I know just, you know, I know a couple of those guys and I saw them a couple of weeks ago at a at a birthday party. And I mean, they really are taking it personally. They want this to be they're as much of fans of this stuff as we are. And they love working on it and they're super excited about it and they have huge plans for it. Yeah, so. it's it's easy sometimes to look at all these big toy companies as like faceless entities that, are, you know, are, are churning out this stuff that we're buying and and 
you know, so it's easy to get real mad sometimes when stuff like that doesn't go the right way. But, you know, there are real people behind these toy lines that are very passionate about what they're doing. Um, and yeah. when DC Collectibles does stuff like that, it really shows you that. You know, it's, it's proof that these people really care about the product that they're making. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't quite seen that level of uh, customer service and personal touch since the, since the Palisades days. Oh no no. Well, I mean, usually if you get a if you get a toy in the mail with a handwritten note that's like, "Hey, we played with this." It's usually not a good thing, but in this case, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we open this, we played with it around, have fun with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have it on your shelf in a few days, we'll send you pictures yeah. of where what we did with it before we gave there it to you. you. <laughs> so, and I have to say, oh, I actually oh. my my um my Mr. Freeze from that line um, I, 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 I danger, living dangerously. I have a, um, my shelf's probably maybe almost six feet tall, maybe not quite. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really happy with them. They're awesome. So I, I put them on the top cause I'm like, these are cool. And then, um, I, I had was moving around. I think it was castle Grayskull cause I have to move that thing all the time cause it's too big to fit anywhere. And I bumped <laughs> the shelf and Mr. Oh, yeah. Freeze goes like just, he just head first. He just goes, he just, the, he, he fell out of the stand. So the stand's only staying up there. He goes, and then, and in that 45 minutes, I watched that Mr. Freeze fall to the ground. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, he is, he is toast, right? Like I'm, th- I've seen all these pictures. I've heard all these terrible things. And he just goes straight to the ground. He, he actually hits the wood shelf on the way down and then boom. And I'm just, and I look down and he's just totally fine. And I was so happy. And I was like, yeah, yeah. and so that's, that's been my thing too. When, when we talk about the QC with that is that, that I, they have had problems obviously and, and big enough problems that we've seen a ton of pictures of it. Um, but like, I was happy to see that like he, he survived that terrible fall. So I'm like, they have some, there's, there's some ability to withstand built into those. So I think we're, yeah. we're on a good track in the, as they fix it going forward. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've talked a long time, gentlemen. Yes, we have. <laughs> uh, so I think we should probably wrap it up for this episode. We'll get it. We'll get it posted. We'll get it live. And uh, I think the plan right now, what we've discussed amongst ourselves, is this will probably be a monthly thing. Okay. We'll try and get on a good schedule where we can announce, hey, you know, whatever day this will be the day for Legion of Dan's. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you uh, to all my lovely Dans yeah. out there. Uh, it's just been a real pleasure. I mean, yeah, I, I have had, I've had you know individual conversations with each of you uh, in person and online, and just it it just kind of struck me one day that all these guys have the same name as me and the same attitude. <laughs> well, well, Dan, Daniel Prime, as we've come to come to refer to you. <laughs> I, I certainly appreciated the email that I got from you that, that kind of laid this out. And I think the subject line was, I've got a cockamamie idea. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, You said the same similar thing to me like on Facebook that one time. Like, I got this crazy idea. Yeah. Like, that sounds yeah. fun. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, and we, got, we have a very cool logo that you'll see because uh, I'm making a Facebook page for us and all that. That was done by our own Danny Newman. Oh representing all of us thank so you. thank you very much for that sure thing yeah. we'll clap for that yeah. uh and so uh pixel dan i will see you at toy fair absolutely. in just a few weeks absolutely uh yeah. danny newman uh, you know we got to get together sometime i'll soon. show up on your doorstep one day and... <laughs> <laughs> sounds perfect actually I, it was the last time i saw you, you did show I, up that's on my doorstep. right yes you didn't know and you surprised me for my birthday right. Uh, and Daniel Lynch, at some point, Someday, we have to meet in person. I will go to one of these big conventions and, and stand in line with you. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Someday. But in the meantime, we will talk online. Yes. And uh, thank you very much. I hope everyone enjoyed this. If there's other stuff, if there's like, uh, you know, topics you'd like for us to discuss, uh, just post on the on the Facebook page and stuff, and we'll we'll tackle it. If you want to know what the Dan is going on, just let us know. What the Dan is going on? Oh man, it's gonna be like the Smurfs. <laughs> it is. All right, we're out. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.